0: In our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You. Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today I have with me Anna Bartlett. Anna was one of our presenters for the Loving Healing Creating Summit that we ran February 2nd through 14th. And we absolutely loved having her. You can still get access to that summit at www.creativeu.ca. So for the past eight years, Anna has been welcoming people into her studio to paint along with her. She offers sketching and painting art events to groups and businesses and pops up in beautiful places like Norfolk Island to run art holidays and workshops. Anna loves being an artist and she really loves helping others discover that they can be too. In January 2019, she launched the Paint Along of the Month Club, and each month, more people from across the world join her and share the joy of drawing and painting. Welcome, Anna. Hello, Larissa. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Um, for our listeners, we had a few technical difficulties, but we got it all figured out, so we're both here. Hopefully, we'll both stay here through the whole podcast.
1: And we still like each other, which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, Anna, can you share some of your story and the path that's brought you here?
1: I, I have an artist for a mother, actually. So, in terms of art, I think that's made everything very accessible my whole life. And, look, I I have always wanted to do what I love. So, it's, it's, it's taken a little while to say that I'm a full-time artist, and at the moment I do have a part-time job as well, uh, but but art is my main gig and I have to tell you, it's the thing that makes me happier. So it's the best thing to share. And uh, yes, it's sort of, when you look back on your life, even I'm 48, so it's, um, it, it's funny watching backwards to see how you fall into things. So it has been a series of falling into things, but I, I think it's great. Cause uh, like they say for our kids, Uh, most of the jobs that they'll be doing haven't been invented yet. And that's certainly the case with me. There's no way probably you or I could be doing a job like this. We wouldn't have even imagined this 20 years ago. So um, it's exciting. But it has been a series of happy events that have brought me into being an art teacher. I'm not a trained teacher. Um, I have an army background, actually. So if I've learned anything with training, it's probably through that. But when you combine those skills with art, it's, it's actually working out, which is wonderful. So yeah, is that, that's a bit of a vague story, isn't it? <laughs> I do a lot of things, so it's hard to put it down to just one thing, but art is certainly the backbone of everything I do.
0: Yes, absolutely. So what does healing with creativity mean to you?
1: Look, I am happier when I make art in some way. So in terms of just staying on an even keel, Uh, let alone healing, art is good for me. Uh, When that question was posed to me recently, I had to think, because I've had uh, a good friend die recently and a lot of odd things happen. And, you know, once again, it always comes back to art. So when I I know when I make the time for it, uh, I feel better. And it's as simple as that. I think people talk about mindfulness and gratitude practices and art mm, is all of that for me. It's, it's an escape from, t- it's like time travel, really. When I paint or draw, it's like time travel. Time disappears. And that happens with most of the people I teach as well. So I would have, th- I regularly have three hour classes, which are we're all painting the same thing together. But it, as you're getting closer to the end, people can't believe it's been three hours, you know, it just disappears. And that break from the, the grind of the normal busyness is wonderful, and I think that's really healthy. So in terms of health, um, and then health, it's good, and then related, relating that to healing, of course, it would be good as well. So that's probably the connection for me. I think it's more an everyday thing. It's not something I lean on when I need it to. I probably just lean on it more when I need to. Recently, with this uh, grief situation, um, I knew I had to get in the ocean as well, but I went to the ocean and I drew at the ocean. And so now I have a memory of that time. I love that it's solid. It doesn't disappear. I have a drawing, which is, there's so much more in a drawing than what you see on the surface. I can remember the sounds and the smells and the people I was with so much more easily when I look at a drawing and uh, that's wonderful. So I've got this record of, I guess, healing through this grief as well, uh, through my sketchbooks actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, it's so true. I mean, creativity is in everything, like, or healing, like all creativity, sorry, all he, uh, creativity is healing. And so in my mind, and, and it's so true that, you know, the different things that we do, and we maybe don't even realize that we're, we're leaning on it, or, you know,
1: Until someone says, "Have you?" (laughs) My mother, I remember my mother saying, "Have you done any painting lately?" Because I was cranky. So Mm -hmm. other people can often see it more than we can because it's second nature to me. But yes, if I'm not doing, if I don't do it for a while, Mm I can I get a bit on edge because it's a it's a happy habit that I need to keep on top of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've had people say that to me as well. That and have you eaten. So <laughs> Depending on how cranky I am.
1: I seem to manage to stay alive, but I can forget to eat too. I know exactly what that's like.
0: Do you think there's a driving force that inspires you?
1: Hmm. I, I seem to need colour, which is, I don't know if that's an odd answer to be honest, but I have tried so much uh, with art in general and with my life in general too to think look there are these more sophisticated color palettes that people use and like their homes are lovely and neutral and their their clothes are classic and all of this stuff um, and I admire that so much but I have to say everything in my life comes back to color and recently being a teacher you learn so much by teaching you really do um, I used to think, you know, red was red, yellow was yellow. And I just grabbed whatever red or yellow I wanted or I had at hand when I was doing a painting. But through teaching, I actually have got so much colour mixing experience behind me. I can now mix any colour that I want. I know how to make it. And that's come purely through experience and practice. And that's, I mean, that's that's specifically looking at art. But it it's in every area of my life. I'm becoming more confident with colour in my home, in my clothes. Colour is me. And I'm starting to realise what it might have been like for people like Van Gogh, and I'm not saying I'm Van Gogh or anything, but just that, that consistency of seeing my world through art. Um, mm-hmm. In Norfolk Island, which you've mentioned, I was there the November before last, and I was walking along near a bowling club and there was this hedge uh, I mean, it's just a green hedge. And I was looking at, I mean, we we're walking and talking and I'm looking at this hedge at the same time and I'm noticing the way the light's hitting the leaves and the different shades of green and, and it was just far out. Every little thing is interesting when it comes to art. Uh, so I guess that is the backbone of my, my life as well. I do notice the details. I love noticing the details and I want to record some of those details. Um, mm-hmm. The trick is not to get overwhelmed by the detail. I suppose, because that isn't healing, uh, so knowing when to step back. Um, but what you can record in a sketchbook at a time probably uh, stops me from going too deep into these funny situations. But yes, I'm cer- certainly noticing the world around me and the colour of the world around me and that is the backbone of everything I do when it comes to art
0: and the backbone of my
1: life. Yeah, definitely.
0: And do you have a past pain that's informed your life purpose?
1: Look, I I have a I've, I've had a lovely uh, upbringing, and I've got a very loving family who I live very close to because uh, it, because of luck, really. But mm. it you would have said I, I'd led quite a charmed life. I've had a good education, everything, lots of ticks in lots of boxes. So probably because mum was an artist, I've always connected to that. So not necessarily a past pain uh, that's that spurred me on. I, um, I feel like I'm a strong person. So uh, that has always been consistent with my art as well. Like I'll do what I want to do rather than what I have been told to, to draw uh, or paint or make. But certainly, I mean, I, there, I did have a stillborn baby back in 2000. And I know, especially with babies, you, there's no hole in your life to fill. Especially, uh, she was full term, stillborn, and you're expecting to have this baby, but, but your, your daily life hasn't changed dramatically. But I can remember through that time, you know, I handmade all the cards that I sent as thank yous. And that process of making something with my hands was certainly healing in that case. Um, and, and recently, with my friend's death, uh, she was an artist and art teacher as well. And what has impressed me and what it, what I love is that she has made art and I have that of hers now that she's gone. So that's probably spurred me on to keep making art and to encourage other people to make art because it stays. It has longevity. And mm-hmm. even when we're gone, the people we love have something we touched with our hands. And so that probably informs my future purpose mm-hmm. um, Even more, I mean, jewellery does it as well, but I love drawing the jewellery because it might disappear. But you look back at Leonardo's sketchbooks, goodness gracious, they've been around for hundreds and hundreds of years and that's his sketchbooks. But how special are they? So when it's someone you love, the littlest things, their handwriting captured on something, let alone a a Mm. piece of artwork, becomes super special. So, I mean, I do that. I, I would encourage everyone to do that in some way. Um, and you are gentler with everyone else often than you are with yourself. So for someone else to pick up your artwork, they'll get, they're going to be a lot less critical than you are and that it'll probably be treasured in the future, um, if, uh, like your love was. So that's probably what spurs me on, to keep sharing it and mm-hmm. to keep doing it for myself, definitely.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. What would you say is your favorite creative healing modality?
1: Definitely drawing, probably because it requires the least supplies. All you need is a piece of paper and a pencil or, you know, a toe in the sand. Seriously, it's, you don't, you can do drawing with so many things and you don't need much. There's no barrier to entry when it comes to drawing. And whether it's a biro on the back of a cereal packet, you know, I've, I've recently drawn with a wonderful artist from Sydney who does all of his art on the inside of boxes. So you really don't need fancy supplies to get started or to enjoy the process. So drawing, absolutely. I I always take a very small sketchbook in my handbag and um, I feel lost without it. It's almost like my phone. We all know how it feels to leave your phone at home. If I leave my sketchbook at home, I feel quite similar to leaving my phone at home. Even if I don't use it while I'm out, I sort of need to have it with me. So it is little, so I'm not totally mad. But I, made, I'm, it, I, I do take watercolours with me a lot as well, to be honest. But but just a pencil and some paper at all times makes me feel a bit more grounded. Yes. So drawing, definitely. I'll turn back to drawing every time.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. And what would you say is your greatest accomplishment to date?
1: Oh, look, and that comes back to kids, doesn't it? It's, um, I have four kids. The youngest is 10 and the eldest is 21 now. But. Look, and, and that's that's my first thought when you say accomplishment. Um, what I do with my kids is creative. So mm. I guess the creativity of having kids is, is my number one as well, um, rather than the mundane. And yes, I make a lot of art with my kids, so that's a sort of sidebar there. But my greatest accomplishment personally is my kids, my greatest accomplishment in terms of my art career I I did write a book a few years ago and that's a big project which has been published but then a book is something that that happens and then it it took two years you know from where to go to get published and by that time all my ideas have moved on Mm -hmm. so it's hard to stay proud of something you did two years ago Um, I am still I love seeing what people do with it and it's and it's wonderful so my greatest accomplishment or my greatest achievement when it comes to art and and looking at it is probably the most recent thing, you know, my most recent painting is a combination or a culmination of everything I know up to now and even when I'm designing projects for summits like this or my my own online classes, while it's the outside eye, it'll look like I'm doing it at the last minute often. It's just because I have so many ideas coming at me I actually think doing it earlier sells me short because I'm learning every single day. So the next thing I do will be better than the last thing uh, and I'll be prouder of it. I, have to, I do have to remember to stop and smell the roses sometimes because I'm always led to the next thing and I know the next thing will be better and more interesting because I've had more learnings on the way. So um, it is hard to look back and say that was it because I don't think it has happened yet by any stretch. And hopefully it won't happen till you know, just before I fall off the perch. That's very likely, you know. So mm. hang with me. It's good to hang around because you never know what will happen. Good stuff. With a bit of luck.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, um, If you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would it be?
1: I, I would just like people to be gentler with themselves. We are so conditioned to the schooling that we've had and the opinionated people that we've had around us. And that's sort of cultural as well with adults speaking to children. Mm-hmm. Now I, I meet so many amazing, beautiful, talented adults who have no confidence in their own ability. And as when it comes to art in particular, cause often that's what we're talking about, or their creativity. And you must hear that all the time too. So many people say, I'm not creative. And you're looking at their outfit thinking, you are. Or they're serving you up this platter of gorgeous food. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness, you are so creative. I can see the creativity in them. And that, that negative self-talk uh, really... Some days it's just too much. I've got to be by myself just to be um, confident, I suppose, again. But the, the, no, the way people put themselves down has, has to just stop. There's no need for it. There's no, no reason for it. So what I do say at the beginning of every class, whether it's online or it's face-to-face, is to stay positive and speak to yourself like you would speak to your favourite child. And then it's like not your least favourite child because there's always one of those each day when I have multiple children. But you've you've got to treat yourself well. Otherwise, like we're just not going to get there and and believe that learning is possible and try new things. And especially when it's drawing. I mean, we're not digging ditches here. It's not going to work out. You're not struggling. It's not going to kill you um, physically or anything. But it doesn't happen straight away. So good things are worth... Oh, uh, challenges are good. Challenges keep us learning. Uh, but be gentle with yourself while you're being challenged because that makes you a more interesting person and no one wants to hang around the people that are constantly putting themselves down. So yes, just if people could be gentler with themselves, I think we'd all be happier.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think it's so true. I think it's so true. And that um, that may answer this next question, but you might have something different. But what inspirational advice would you give to someone who's struggling?
1: Oh, goodness, pick up a pencil. Just pick up a pencil, draw around your hand and fill it with the words that you're thinking or the doodles that you like doodling or whatever it is and fill the page. So I think in terms of people's belief in their own ability, beginner artists or beginner drawers or beginners in creativity often stop too soon and Mm -hmm. think, I'm no good at this or I'm not enjoying this whatever. And I relate this to a fitness journey because I'm not a particularly fit person. I don't find exercise comes easy to me. So I challenge myself to do it so that I can put myself in the learner's shoes when it comes back to art. Okay. So recently I went to a yoga class thinking I should do yoga and didn't enjoy it much. Actually, I was slipping around and my body seems to be the wrong shape to be able to fold myself in half, but it, um, I was thinking, oh, I wish I was swimming halfway through this class. And that's fine too, because that's fitness. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When it comes to art, if you're drawing something and thinking, oh, you know, this is a bit uncomfortable, don't give up on art itself. Then try a paintbrush or then try some clay or then try cake decorating. I mean, I would say keep looking for the thing that suits you, just as we're told with exercise. If you don't enjoy running try walking if you don't enjoy yoga try swimming you know there's so many options and there's options with art as well so just as we exercise our creative our our physical body we can exercise our create creative body to stay healthy and if one way doesn't suit you try another way
0: and as mm-hmm. long as you
1: keep trying, I mean, things will come your way. It's happening right now in this summit that that I'm involved with, with you. There are so many different modalities of, of ways to do it. Um, for me, it's drawing and painting with watercolours and acrylic in particular. But gosh, I love, I've realised recently, I, I love using clay and porcelain clay. I lose myself in that as well. The results are Nothing to write home about, but gee, I love touching it. It just makes me feel fantastic. So in terms of fitness, I would like to include some of that in my life. And the thing to notice here is none of this is about impressing other people and selling my work. And Mm -hmm. and so many people will look at a piece of art and go, oh, how much would you sell that for? And they think they're being polite or they're saying the right thing and they're totally not saying the right thing because it's not about making art for sale. It doesn't have to be productive in the, um, the our cultural sense of the word. There's so much more to be gained by just doing it in the first place. I mean, we're not exercising, doing an aerobic session, and saying how much is that worth because we know it's good for us. Mm-hmm. And a drawing is the same, and filling a sketchbook with doodles and connecting with that is the same. It is good for you. It doesn't have to. Right, and that's a massive. Barrier to people if they, they think if it's not good enough to sell it's not good enough. Well, throw that idea out the window. If it's mm-hmm. if you are doing it, it's certainly good enough. If you keep doing it because you enjoy it and you fill the book, you will impress yourself because one little drawing by itself is easy to pull apart and um, criticize, but a book full of drawings ah oh, that's impressive to anybody. And you think of cartoonists because so many cartoonists don't have a typically attractive style. They can have a, quite a naive style or a loose style. Of, but in one cartoon, you'd look at it and think, oh, you know, my kid could draw that. But fill a book with their cartoons, then they've got something. So that's, that's part of my, my message to people. It's like draw your memories, paint your life and fill your book. They're my three messages that I hashtag on all my Instagram posts that I'm sketching because um, it, it encourages you not to stop. And and build your fitness, build your fitness, build your health fit your your create creative fitness. There you go, just as yeah. simple as that. <laughs> just As
0: simple as that. <laughs> and it really is that simple. I mean, we yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, it's it's just a matter of of doing it and the, and the process, not the finished the final absolutely. outcome.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah, and do you have an inspirational quote that sums up your life journey?
1: Isn't it funny when you, I, I collect a lot of quotes on Instagram and, and I write a lot of quotes and I've spent years in calligraphy. But when you say that, it is actually a general, I think it's George S. Patterson who said, um, and, oh goodness, now I'm thinking of it. And I, I don't think it's idea, but I think basically it's space. It's an idea violently executed right now is far better. It's a plan. So here we go. Getting it right now. You've got me on my feet. A plan violently executed right now is far better. I'll start that again. <laughs> a good plan. A good plan violently executed right now is far better than the perfect plan executed next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. so when you ask me that is probably it i i can be a perfectionist when i'm cleaning the bathroom which is why i don't like cleaning my own bathroom <clears throat> because i it takes me hours i really want every bit to be perfect um so to fix that problem in my life because i cannot spend hours cleaning my bathroom i have mm-hmm. a lovely lady who comes and, and does that for me every two weeks but you know it's this is letting go of perfectionism isn't it really If you've got an idea, you have to trust yourself and do it now because who knows if there is a next week. And it will never be perfect because you'll learn something else the next day that would have made it better anyway. So, yeah, it all comes down to just doing it. So there you go, a good plan, violently executed. The violently sounds exciting but not, not in a mean way. In an exciting way, violently executed right now is far better than the perfect plan next week. Absolutely. That's probably it. Yeah. off the top of my head <laughs> that's it that's,
0: that's it. so true we were i was talking to somebody today about um you know waiting for the right moment and and there is no right moment oh. so just, just do it just do it
1: absolutely and yeah. look so many people have told have probably told all of that us that if you are even interested in this subject so many people will be gosh nike's been telling us to just do it for so many years yeah what does it take? And hopefully, and this is why I feel like my message isn't necessarily unusual and it's not unique to pick up a pencil and start drawing and get creative. We've all, we get these messages from so many sources, but I'm happy to add my voice to the, the conversation because somebody will need to hear it from me. And that's happened in my art classes face-to-face. And I have people who still thank me for getting them started in believing in themselves. Very, I mean, I've got a few professional artists now who started with me, but the vast majority of people are not professional artists. They're just people who enjoy it and they're healthier because of it. And uh, it's if we relate it to sport, you, you don't play... Well, I, I never played netball expecting that I was going to have that as my livelihood. So allow that to happen with art too. Do a drawing, fill your book with... Fill your sketchbook, whatever it might be, and don't have to put a dollar value on it. Just... Just do it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Stay fit. Art fit.
0: I love that. Um, Is there anything else that you'd like to add that maybe we haven't discussed today that you'd like our listeners to know? We have
1: covered a few things, Larissa. I I could bring in recipes and all sorts of things now. (laughs) Um, Look, that message of just doing it and not being, uh, not having any barriers to entry. So not thinking that if your supplies aren't good enough, you can't start, not thinking that you have to have um, a a lovely new notebook from Officeworks to to get started as well, or you're waiting for someone to give you the right set of paints. Um, If you've got kids, you will have, hopefully, crayons in your house. Start with crayons, rip open the cereal packet and draw on the inside of that, and look, then do that with your kids that gift of creativity to the next generation, I feel very strongly about that. Even though I don't do kids art classes as such anymore, I used to and I loved it, but really I think my role is to empower adults to believe in themselves enough to set the the standard or um, to, to lead by example when it comes to their kids because creativity is the currency of the future. So many things have already been thought up, but it's our kids, or maybe us if we're young enough, but, uh, and maybe until even when we're old, really, but it's the people who put idea A together with idea T and throw in a bit of X, you know, that creativity of putting things together, they are the people who are going to solve the problems of the world. So it is as simple as ripping open the cereal box, drawing on it in front of your kids, having a cup of felt pens on your dinner table during the holidays with a, with a pile of paper or a couple of little notebooks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And saying when a kid is cranky, go and draw something, you know, don't just send them to their room and let them get on the screens. even, even with, uh, gosh, I always, I didn't realize I had all these opinions, Larissa. Um, Even with screens, I say to my kids, yes, you can play that for half an hour, but then I want you to draw me a drawing of the characters in that. Okay. Mm. So they're looking for more than just the activity and it's physical and they have something left because they play the game. It's over and there's no physical evidence that they played that game. And I think when we were little, we had physical evidence of the use of our time. Often we would be playing or whatever and we'd be dirty or you'd have some sort of leftovers showing what you've done for the day these kids on the screens don't have that anymore so if we can bring in this physical like that the achievement you get when you've you've produced something physical and you can show someone else I want my kids to have that so yes do it for yourself but do it for yourself in front of your kids and if you don't have kids do it in front of other people's kids at the coffee shop you know I often draw and paint at coffee shops and people say you're so brave it's like oh it's fine Um, people are usually polite at coffee shops you know I'm not hanging out with a wrestling team here, they, they usually are really polite. So, and the kids are the ones who don't hesitate to come up and watch what you're doing or ask questions and want to join in. Mm-hmm. So let's not knock them down. Let's build them up by demonstrating our creativity in front of them. So that's probably the message I'd like to leave you with today. Do it and do it publicly. There you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's, it's interesting. You were talking about, you know, the markers on the table And this past Christmas, we uh, had both sides of the family together and, you know, we were worried about, you know, people talking and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because it was the first time they all got together. And so we put, we, I put coloring sheets and uh, crayons on the table and my partner thought it was crazy, (laughs) but everybody loved it. Everybody was coloring.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a great, that is a terrific start. Yeah. And the memories you make doing that together, they yeah. stand out. And yeah. speaking about my friend, she was an art teacher. We made a lot of art, but we made art together a few times. And those memories are precious.
0: Mm-hmm. So making
1: art, like that's a fabulous memory. Good on you. I'm yeah. very happy. <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. So that's great.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I want to thank you so much for being here. It was really wonderful.
1: Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much Larissa. It was my pleasure.
0: So for our listeners, we will see you again next week and in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Have a great week.